Welcome, my name is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and we thank you for taking some time to listen to some audio recordings from the pulpit of the Riverview Baptist Church. Our desire is to show the Lord high, holy, and lifted up, as well as try to be a blessing to those through the Word of God. Please enjoy this message, and we pray that it will be a blessing to your life. And if you wouldn't mind to take your copy of the Word of God and turn with me to the New Testament book of Titus. The New Testament book of Titus and Titus and chapter number 2. Titus and chapter number 2. We are now officially beginning our series of the Millennial Kingdom, the Thousand Year Reign of Christ. And we've already hit some precursory messages, some preparatory messages to help prepare us for this series. But now we start diving into the timeline of it. We start diving into the events that are happening before the millennial kingdom. And then we'll spend lots of time explaining more about the thousand year reign of Christ. As we approach this today, we are starting to the next event on God's calendar. And this is a special event called the rapture. And we'll explain more about what that is in just a second. But if you don't mind to take your copy of the Word of God and turn with me to the book of Titus and Titus and chapter number 2. Titus and chapter number 2. And if you don't mind, we're going to start in verse number 11. Titus chapter number 2, and in verse number 11, the word of God says this. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you're in the habit of marking things in your Bible, will you mark a phrase that we find in the book of Titus chapter number 2? Titus chapter number 2, and notice with me in verse 13, notice the phrase, looking for that blessed hope. Looking for that blessed hope. And with the Lord's help, I'd like to preach about the rapture, that it is our blessed hope. Maybe if you would rather turn that into a question, we could do that. Why is the rapture our blessed hope? But we're going to be speaking from the word of God about the rapture and explaining why it is our blessed hope. If you don't mind, let's go to the Lord together and let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much again for you being a wonderful God. And as we come up to you today, we're just asking that you would set all things in order, that you would let it be clear and let it be understood, that you would help us to be able to clearly discern about how wonderful this event that we're looking forward to that's next on your calendar, how wonderful it is for us, this rapture, and what a day that will be when, my Jesus, I shall see. I'm just asking that you would just help it. Help us to be excited for us. Help us to be looking for that blessed hope and let it change our lives as we're looking unto Jesus. Thank you again. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I know that this is a message that I like to preach and a message I preached often, but I don't want to even dare rely upon my own knowledge, my own familiarity with this. I'm asking that you would put fresh oil on it and that you would speak to your own folks through your precious spirit today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The Bible here in the book of Titus explains that there are several different things, three different things specifically that is uh, being placed in order 
that notice with me in verse number 11, just as we prepare for it, we just want to examine Titus. It says, first of all, it's with living good moral lives. We need to be striving to live godly lives, lives that would reflect the glory and grace of God. All right, so this is what God expects for us now. He has given salvation to every man, which brings us to separation. We need to live a separated life, which brings us to the third thing in the future, the second coming of Jesus Christ. That he has given us salvation, he expects us to live separated, and now we're looking forward to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Notice with me in verse 13. Looking for that blessed Hope, the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. This is what we're looking for. This is our great hope. We're looking for Jesus Christ to come. And as Jesus Christ is going to come, the Bible describes this as our blessed hope. Isn't that a great description? Our blessed hope. Now let's define terms. What is hope? Hope is a confident expectation of someone or something sure to come. Sometimes people use the word hope as a wistful manner. It's almost like grabbing at wind. You kind of make a wish and it kind of blows away and you try to grab at it. That's not what hope is. The Bible word hope carries the idea of a confident expectation of someone or something to come. Our blessed hope is that Jesus Christ is going to come back and do what he said he was going to do. I'm putting my hope in Jesus and that he is coming back. He promised he would. And that is my blessed hope that Jesus Christ is coming back. And so if you don't mind, that was just introduction. The Bible clearly says that we're looking forward to our blessed hope. We're looking to our blessed hope. So that bodes the question. Why is the second coming of Jesus, we would put it this way, the rapture, we're going to explain that term in just a second. Why is the rapture our blessed hope? Well, that is a great question. If you don't mind, let's explore the Bible and let's see why the coming of Jesus Christ. Why is the rapture our blessed hope? Well, if you don't mind, turn with me first of all to the book of Revelation chapter 1. The book of Revelation chapter 1, and let's see this day, this day that Jesus Christ is coming back. And let's explore this time here. Why is it our blessed hope? The first thing I'd like to show you in dealing with the idea, why is the rapture our blessed hope? Is that first of all, we understand this is a day of rapture. A day of rapture. Notice with me in the book of Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1, and notice with me in verse 7. Behold, he, that's Jesus, cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of him shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. And so we understand, first of all, this is a day of rapture. At the beginning of verse 7, it says, Behold, he cometh with clouds. That we know that when Jesus Christ comes, there are two phases to the second coming of Jesus Christ. The first phase, he comes in the clouds. And the rest of verse 7 talks about the second phase of Jesus Christ coming. And every eye shall see him. So the first phase, he comes in the clouds. The second phase, every eye shall see him. We know that there's a small period of time in between the the two phases of the second coming of Jesus Christ, but both of them are considered the second coming of Jesus Christ. What we're speaking about today 
is the rapture that is the first phase of Jesus Christ. That the Bible explains that Jesus Christ is going to come in the clouds with the clouds and he is going to call us away. The word calling us away is the word rapture. The word rapture is not found throughout the scripture, but it is a clear word that defines what is described in the Bible, the calling away. That one day Jesus Christ is going to come in the clouds and he is going to call us away. It is going to be a day of rapture. A day of rapture. And this is our blessed hope that Jesus Christ is going to come back. And may I also mention to you that there is nothing else on God's calendar before the rapture happens. There are no signs. There are no wonders. There's no planetary alignments. There is nothing that has to be fulfilled on God's calendar. There is no typhoons that must hit. There are no bombs that must fall. There is no signs in the sky that must occur. That Jesus Christ, there is nothing left on God's calendar except for the rapture. That is the very next thing. And because of that, we don't know when it can happen. It can happen before this message is over. Some of you are saying, please, Lord, come quickly. It can happen tonight. It can happen before your next birthday. It can come before next year. It can come in 50 years. We do not know when it will come. We just know it will come. And this is our great hope is that one day Jesus Christ is going to come in the clouds and he is going to call us away with him. We are going to be raptured out of this world. We are going to take off. For those of you who have never flown before, you're going to fly that day. We're going to be called away. We're going to be called together with him. That all those who have accepted Jesus as your personal savior, you are going to be called away with him. He's going to take everyone who has trusted him, who is alive at that time. We're going to be raptured away. We're going to be called away. And this is our blessed hope. Oh, what a wonderful thing that he is going to call us away. This is what we're looking forward to. It can happen at any moment. It's going to happen suddenly. It can happen imminently. There is nothing left on God. God's calendar. And this is what we're looking for. Is this blessed hope. We're looking forward to this day of rapture. What else makes this the second coming of Jesus Christ? The rapture that is going to occur. Why is this our blessed hope? We understand that first of all this is going to be a day of rapture. But the Bible describes a little bit more about this great event and it, we're going to look at it together in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Why is the rapture our blessed hope? What makes this day a great day? We understand that first of all it is a day of rapture. It is a day where Jesus Christ is going to come in the clouds. And he is going to call us away from this earth. And we are going to be called away from here. Not only is this a day of rapture, but look with me in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15, and notice with me starting at verse 51. 1 Corinthians 15, starting at verse 51, the Bible says this. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we, all, we shall all be changed in a moment. In a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trump shall sound, and the dead in, shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortality must put on 
immortality. So when this corruptible shall put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord." Not only is this a day of rapture, but this is also a day of resurrection. A day of resurrection. What makes the second coming of Jesus Christ? What makes this rapture, the calling away, our blessed hope? That first of all, it is a day of rapture. We're going to be called away. It is also a day of resurrection. A day of resurrection. What does this mean? Well, the Bible explains itself in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. Um, remember, the word mystery in the Bible is something that was previously hidden but is now revealed. So Paul says, let me tell you a secret that you get to know now. I'm going to tell you a secret. Here is the secret. We shall not all sleep. But we shall all change. This word sleep is a nice Bible way of saying dead. There are some people who will not see death. Isn't that a wonderful thing? I hope I'm one of those people. I don't want to die. There are some people who will not die. But Jesus Christ will come in the clouds and rapture them away. And they will not see death. There are some who will not see death. But guess what? All will be changed. The Bible explains some more in verse number 12. 52, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Now, they actually measured that, scientists who are smarter than I. And I am told that the twinkling of an eye is one one thousandth of a second. That's pretty quick, isn't it? In one one thousandth of a second, people are here and then they're gone. Raptured out, called away. Can you imagine in the middle of a conversation and as you're in mid-sentence, in mid-word, boom, you're gone. That'd be pretty frightening for whoever's left behind. And unfortunately, there are people left behind because only those who have accepted Jesus as their Savior will be called away, will be raptured out. And it will happen that quickly in one one thousandth of a second. Remember, dear friend, there is no warning. It will happen just that quickly. You will not have time to change your mind and repent and accept Jesus as your Savior Because there will be no warning. It will be there and then not there. And one one thousandth of a second. Dear friend, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, now is the time because you never know when the rapture will happen. You'll never know when the calling away occurs. Now is the time to accept Jesus as your Savior because there will be no warning. Remember, there are no signs, there are no wonders, there's no wars, there's no natural disasters that must occur. There is nothing left on God's calendar. You understand, if you knew that your parents were coming home, that's when you would save all your chores until right before your parents got home and got them all done. But you don't know when Jesus Christ is coming back. We have to always be ready. And if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, let me tell you, there is no warning. Now is the time to accept it because you don't know when Jesus is coming. Notice again, 
in verse 52. In a moment, in a twinkling in an eye, at the last trump, for the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Here it's speaking about not only those who are alive and remain, but guess what? Why is the second coming of Jesus Christ our blessed hope? Because it is a day of resurrection. That if you were to die before Jesus Christ came back, guess what? You are going to rise again. Death is not the end. Isn't that a blessed hope? That if I'm on my deathbed and I know that my days on earth are about to numbered, I don't have to worry that what's going to happen to me, I know I will live again. I have God's promise on you. You understand that's a great comfort. That relieves a lot of fear. I don't have to fear death because death is not the end. I have the promise of God. He's going to resurrect me again. I get to live again. Not only those who are alive, but the dead in Christ shall rise for Christ at that time when Jesus Christ comes back. That day of rapture that they will be called away. A day of resurrection. It is a day that those who have died before, they will raise again. I have the great hope that I will live again. Oh, what a wonderful hope that is, is for us. That this life is not it. Wouldn't it be horrible if all we had was this life? Because this life is full of trouble, isn't it? It is short and full of trouble. I get a new life after this. This is not the best I have. This is something that's just a pit stop until I get to my resurrected body. Until I live again. It is a day of resurrection. And this mortal body... This body that will grow old, it's going to put on immortality. It is a body that will not grow old. It is a body that will live forever. I want that body. I want that body. Notice as it goes on in verse number 54. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruptible, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then is brought to pass the saying that is victor written, death is swallowed up in victory. You understand there is victory even after death. Because this body. I can get a brand new body. I get to raise from the grave. That death does not get to keep me. Oh that's a blessing. That I don't have to fear death anymore. Notice as it goes on in poetical language. Verse five, 55. Oh death where is thy sting? There are some people who will not see death. And if you could allow me to do a, a the Words of a kid, nana, nana, boo, boo, death. I don't get to see death. There are some people that says, death, where is thy sting? There are some people who will not see death. But if someone does die, guess what? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The grave will not hold me down. The grave does not get to keep me. I get a day of resurrection. Oh, thanks be to God, which give us the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. That when we talk about why is the resurrection, the second coming of Jesus Christ, our blessed hope? Why is this rapture our blessed hope? We understand that first of all, it is a day of rapture. It is a day that God is going to call us away. Second of all, we understand it is a day of resurrection. It is a day that if I had died before, I'm going to live again. What great hope that we have, dear friend. We get to live again. 
What else makes the day of rapture, this rapture, the second coming of Jesus Christ, when he comes in the clouds, why is this our blessed hope? It is a day of rapture. It is a day of resurrection. Notice, if you don't mind, the Bible says some more concerning about this day in the book of Romans chapter 8. The book of Romans chapter 8. It is a day of rapture that Jesus Christ could come back at any moment. And he will meet us in the clouds. He will call us away. It is a day that we get our brand new bodies. That if I died before, I get to live again. I don't have to fear death because I get a brand new body. I will live again. But notice if you don't mind, what else is this? this why is the rapture our blessed hope? Well, notice with me in the book of Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, notice with me in verse number 18. Romans 8 and verse 18. For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him that had subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together unto now." And not only they, but ourselves also, which are the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within us, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our body. What makes the rapture the blessed hope? What makes the first phase of the second coming of Jesus Christ our hope? First of all, it is a day of rapture. It's a day that we will be called away. It is also a day of resurrection. It's a day that if I died, I will live again. It is also a day of redemption. A day of redemption. Let me tell you, dear friend, this is wonderful. You know what happens in that day? I get a brand new body. And let me tell you about this body that not only will it put on the mortal immortality that it will no longer get old, it will no longer feel pain, it will no longer have the aches and pain. Our, some of us are looking forward to those days when we no longer ache and pain. It will no longer fall apart. It will no longer grow old. But let me tell you the wonderful thing about the brand new body that we'll get. It will no longer be able to sin against Jesus ever again. Oh, I'm looking forward to that day. That day of redemption. The day that I get a brand new body that can no longer sin against Christ. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of failing my Lord. I'm a pastor of a church, but I am not sinless. I wish I was because I let my Savior down so many times. And that's to my shame. But this great day, why is it our blessed hope? I get a brand new body and I'll never fail Jesus ever again. 
Oh, what a wonderful time that is. That's such a victory that we get to wit the redemption of the body. The Bible here speaks in this passage and it goes pretty deep talking about how the creation groans against God and it rebels against God and we have to work hard to keep this body subject. Isn't it a lot of work to keep your body in line? Isn't it take a lot of work to keep your body from sin? Because anyone's capable of anything at any time. At any, and if you don't keep a rein on your body, it will get in all kinds of trouble by itself, won't it? I mean, you have to tell it, no, no. I can't wait till I get a brand new body that will do right and not sit against God no more. Oh, this is worth it to my, oh, man, I can't wait. I am looking forward to a time that I no longer fail my Savior. Why is the rapture our blessed hope? Why is it that the second coming of Jesus Christ is our hope? Well, first of all, it is a day of rapture, a day that will be called away. It is a day of resurrection where we'll get our brand new bodies. It is a day of redemption where this body will no longer sin against God ever again. But guess what? There's more. Turn with me to the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. The book of 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. What makes the second coming of Jesus Christ our blessed hope? Why is it that we look forward to the coming of Jesus Christ? First of all, it's because it's a day of rapture. We're going to get called out of this filthy, nasty, awful world. And we don't have to be in this world anymore. What makes this day of rapture? What makes it our blessed hope? It's a day of rapture. It is a day of resurrection. That if I was to die, I will live again. What makes this day of rapture our blessed hope? It is a day of redemption. I will get a brand new body that will no longer be able to sin against God anymore. But the Bible goes on and explains what makes this day our blessed hope. Well, the Bible explains in the book of First Thessalonians chapter number 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and notice with me in verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. Now remember, we've already used that term asleep. That word sleep is a nice, kind Bible way of saying that they're dead. So, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep or they're dead, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the God, Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. What makes this day of rapture our blessed hope? It is also a day of reunion. It is a day of reunion. You see, what a wonderful thing. The people in Thessalonica had heard about Paul talk about the rapture. So isn't it wonderful that Paul preached messages like this from time to time too? And that the people wrote him a letter and said, Mr. Paul, we have a question. What happens if grandma dies before the rapture? What happens to her? And he says, that's a great question. Let me tell you about this. That, let me tell you that 
Jesus Christ is coming again. That if you believe that Jesus died and rose again, meaning you got saved, you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, guess what? Those which sleep in Christ, those who are dead, shall God bring with him. Oh, they're coming back. And they're going to get their brand new bodies at that time. And he's bringing them with him. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which asleep. You know what's going to happen is that their bodies are going to come up. And there's nothing you can do to stop it. Man, you could build a house on top of their grave. And guess what? They're coming through. You could go ahead and put a big net over the graveyard. And guess what? They're coming through. They could be dead and all their body is nothing but dust. And guess what? They're rapturing up and they're getting brand new bodies at the time. There's nothing you can do to stop the dead from rising. Then those that are dead in Christ shall rise first. Then us that alive and remain shall meet them together in the clouds. By the way, how fast? By a twinkling of an eye and one one thousandth of a second. We're not even going to see the graves burst open. They're just going to burst. We're going to go and it's going to be that quick. What a wonderful thing. And it's going to be a day of reunion. It is a day that we get to see our loved ones once again who have passed on. We have the promise of God that we get to see Aunt Sadie. If she's accepted Christ and you've accepted Christ, you get to see them again. That's why the Bible says that when someone passes that we will sorrow uh, not like those that have, don't have hope. You know, there is a difference in a funeral of someone who has not been saved. Those funerals are hard to do. Those are hard funerals because there's not much hope I could give to those folks. But let me tell you, when someone has passed away that has a clear testimony of knowing Jesus, we have great hope because it's not so long we'll never see you again. It's we'll see you later. We have the hope of seeing them again. Remember that hope is not a wistful thing. It is a confident expectation. I know I'm going to see them again. What great hope that is that we get to see our loved ones again. We get to see those ones who have passed on. For those who have lost children, we get to see them again. Oh, what a wonderful thing. We have that great hope. It is going to be a great day of reunion. Why is the rapture? Why is the second coming of Jesus Christ? Why is it our blessed hope? It is a day of rapture. It is a day where some of us will not see death as we're called away. It is a day of resurrection that if I do die... I won't stay dead, but I have the promise of God that I will live again. It is a day of redemption. It's when I get my brand new body that will no longer sin against God anymore. It is a day of reunion that I get to see my loved ones who passed on before. That if they've accepted Christ and I've accepted Christ, I have the promise of God that I'll see them again. But guess what? That's not all. If you don't mind, let's look at another passage, what the Bible says. Aren't you glad the Bible says so much about this great day that we have? Turn with me to the book of 2 Peter, chapter number 3. The book of 2 Peter, chapter number 3. Why is this rapture? Why is it a big deal to us Christians? Why do we talk about it? Why is it something we sing songs about? Why do we keep looking up to the skies wondering, is this the day? It is because it is a day of rapture. It is a day of resurrection. It is a day of redemption. It is a day of reunion. But the Bible also says in the book of 2 Peter, which we'll read in a second, it is a day of rejoicing. It is a day of 
of rejoicing. Turn with me, if you don't mind, to the book of 2 Peter, chapter number 3. 2 Peter, chapter 3, and notice with me, let's start off in verse 3. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust and saying, by the way, do you know that there are some scoffers out there? There are some people that say you're wasting your time for being here in church on Sunday morning. There are some people that said your time would be better off somewhere else. There are some people that say that you shouldn't read your Bible. It's a waste of time. You know, there are some scoffers out there that are laughing at you now. And you know what they're saying? Notice in verse 4 what they're saying. Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. You know, there are some people today that say, Jesus is not coming back. Just get over it. Just accept the fact. I mean, it's been 2,000 years. Jesus is not coming back. Have you ever heard scoffers say something like that? Have you ever heard people that deny the Bible and deny that it is true? You ever hear people that try to take away our hope? And trying to give us facts and figures of why we should not believe that Jesus Christ is coming back. Well, guess what, dear friend? Even though there's a world that denies that Jesus Christ is coming back. And by the way, he promised, didn't he? He promised he was coming back and he's coming back to take us back. He promised this day of rapture. That it is a day of rapture. It is a day of resurrection. It is a day of redemption. It's a day of reunion. But let me tell you, dear friend, it's a day of rejoicing. Notice with me in verse number 9. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness. Meaning that, guess what? God did not forget that he made a promise. Have you ever made a promise to your kids and forgot that you made that promise? Well, God doesn't forget his promises. He is not old. He's not senile. He doesn't have all timers. Guess what? He doesn't even have some timers. God hasn't forgotten his promise. God is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness. But notice this, he is long-suffering to us word. You know what long-suffering means? He suffers long with us. He puts up with us on this earth. He puts up with mankind on this earth as wretched and wretched and Ugly and violent and nasty as it is. He suffers long with us on this earth. Why? Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You know, one day God is going to keep his promise. And what a great day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. But you know why he hasn't come back yet? It's because he still wants people to get saved. He's still leaving it open for us. To go tell as many people as possible how they could go to heaven. How they could have their sins forgiven. He is waiting for us to go tell as many people. Because he's not willing that any shall perish. The reason why he hasn't come back yet. Is because he's expecting us to do our job. That we have a responsibility to tell as many people as possible. You know what? He's waiting for that last person to get saved. It has always been my personal goal. To lead that last person to the Lord. Can you imagine what it would be like to go knock on someone's door or go sit down and talk with someone to open up the Bible and show them from the Bible that they're a sinner? And unfortunately, because of their sin, they deserve a horrible punishment. They deserve hell. And you could see the light bulbs turn on. But then you take the Bible and you say, but guess what? Here's the good news. Jesus died for you. 
And if you would just accept Jesus as your Savior, Jesus will forgive you of all of your sins. And wouldn't it be a wonderful time that at the moment the lights turn on and they say, I accept that. Boom, we're gone. Man, I'd like to be that last person. You understand, there's going to be some discussion about where, what happened to you during the rapture. When the rapture happened, what was you at? Man, I was at church. When the rapture happened, what was you doing? I was reading my Bible. When the rapture happened, what was you doing? I don't want to talk about it. We don't know when it's going to come. But it is going to come. We don't know when. It could be tomorrow. It could be tonight. It could be another hundred years from now. We just know he is coming. That the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us word, not willing that any shall perish, but all shall come to repentance. It is of the grace of God that he has not come back yet, because he still wants more people to get saved. He still wants more people to come to know him. And by the way, we're the only ones here to tell. It is our responsibility. But why is the second coming of Jesus Christ? Why is it our blessed hope? It is a day of rapture. A day that I will be called away and I don't have to live in this world anymore. It is a day of resurrection. It's a day that if I die, I will live again. Why is the rapture our blessed hope? It is a day of redemption. It's a day I get my brand new body that will no longer sin against Jesus anymore. Why is it our blessed hope? It is a day of reunion where I get to see my loved ones once again. Why is the rapture the second coming of Jesus Christ? Why is it our blessed hope? It is a day of rejoicing because Jesus will keep his promises. This is something that will happen. And by the way, won't it be wonderful to see as many people in heaven that we know come with us and we could rejoice with them and say, we're so glad that Jesus saved us. Man, I'd hate to go to heaven and find out that my mother didn't make it. I'd hate to go to heaven and find out that my kids didn't make it. I'd hate to go to heaven and find out that my best friends didn't make it. I'd hate to go to heaven and find out that my neighbors didn't make it. But what a day of rejoicing to see as many people in heaven as possible. This is our responsibility. This is our time to work. This is why the second coming of Jesus Christ. This is why it is our blessed hope. Thank you for listening to this audio message. This is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus. And I encourage you to take this information that you just received and make a specific decision to follow after the Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, let me beg you to take the time to receive Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. If you are saved, I encourage you to make a decision in your life to help you get closer with the Lord. If there's anything specific we can do to be a blessing or to pray for you, we encourage you. Look us up on the internet at riverviewbc.com. Once again, that's riverviewbc.com. Or if you would prefer to call us, you can give us a call at area code 920 Five three zero six three zero eight. Once again, that number is nine two zero five three zero six three zero eight. If there's anything we can do to be a blessing or an encouragement to you, please let us know. We would love to make ourselves available. Thank you.